How paranoid are you? Let me be more specific. You're worried that your bank is going to fail. Well, first of all, if you have less than $250,000, I wouldn't worry about it. You're going to be fine. Might be a hassle, but you'll get all your money back. So should you, if you have more than $250,000, should you spread your money out over a bunch of banks? Because there are people that do that. There are people who have millions of dollars spread out over 50 different banks. Usually people from other countries where banks fail all the time. That seems like a lot of work to me. And I don't recommend doing this at all. First of all, I am not that paranoid. Second of all, at the moment, I have less than $250,000 in the bank. Third of all, even if even when I have more than $250,000 in the bank, I am at one of the big, too big to fail banks. So I'm not worried about it. And like I said, I am just not that paranoid. But even if you were, there's an easy solution to this. Put your cash in a money market mutual fund. Now, there was a point in history where even that got a little bit scary. But trust me, if it came down to it, the Fed would backstop money market funds they have before. And the interest rates you're getting in money market funds are better than what you get in the bank anyway. The financial markets are a very tough place to be. And there is a saying that only the paranoid survive. I remember reading Pitbull by Marty Schwartz 20 years ago. And he talks about this moment where he gets freaked out, takes all of his money out of the stock market, and he puts it in gold and T-bills. And I am just not that paranoid. First of all, the only stock I've ever owned that has gone to zero was Lehman. <laughs> and I, I would have sold that if I wasn't restricted on it. So I am pretty good at avoiding the blowups. Also, I'm very diversified. I basically have the awesome portfolio running in my account. So if stocks are down, the bonds are up and gold is up. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about my portfolio and gold has done pretty well lately. So if you are smart and diversified, then you don't need to be paranoid. That's the way I look at it. Also, being paranoid is not good for your mental health. Trust me, I get paranoid about things unrelated to finance all the time. <laughs> I do, and it's not good. Remember, my whole stick is that I want to minimize unwanted financial stress. I don't stress about financial stuff. I stress about other stuff, and that is bad enough. And the thing about financial stress is that it's totally unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary to stress about money. If you structure your affairs in such a way, you won't have to stress about money ever. So it doesn't make any sense to worry about it. You never want to be in a position where you think there's a possibility that you're going to lose 30% of your net worth overnight or 100% of your net worth. Or, or something like that, because be, that would be catastrophic. So structure your affairs in such a way that that would never happen. In trader terminology, they call this risk of ruin. What is the risk of ruin? If you're going to put on a trade that has any potential for a risk of ruin whatsoever, don't do that. Don't do that. You should not put it on. You always want to avoid the zero. You always want to avoid going bankrupt. You always want to avoid the blow up. Unfortunately, no matter what we do in life, there is always risk of ruin. Did you know 
that in your lifetime, there is a 1 in 107 chance that you will die in a car accident. That seems pretty high, but that is an absolutely true statistic. A 1 in 107 chance that you will die in a car accident. And if you're a bad driver, the chances are much higher than that. I'd be interested in, you know, I'd be interested in the probability that you go bankrupt in your life. Like it's probably 1 in 100, 1 in 200, something like that. Maybe it's more than that. And you meet these people. I know a bunch of people like this. They're gamblers. They got to risk it all. They're going to risk it all on Bitcoin. They're going to risk it all on tech stocks. And they're either going to do infinity or zero. They're going to be worth a billion dollars or they're going to be worth zero. And inevitably, when people do that, it's always zero. Always zero. They always go bankrupt. So, And I've seen people who have become millionaires and have gone bankrupt a bunch of times. And the interesting thing is they always find a way to come back, which is not how I really want to run my life. Now, it's not the way you want to run your life either. If you make some money, you want to hang on to it, hence the concern about the banks. And like I said, I am just not that paranoid. I have other things in life I'd rather worry about. And I gave you some tools on how not to worry about it. Think about it this way. A bunch of richy rich guys in California got all their money back above the limit for deposit insurance. And if the same thing happened to you, you probably would too. And my guess is if you're paranoid about the banks, you're probably paranoid about a bunch of stuff. You're probably the type of person to have $10,000 in cash, 10 ounces of gold, and your passport sitting on your nightstand just in case because you never know. It's like these doomsday prepper people, right? There's a whole, there's a whole industry around that. You know, and I used to do that 10 years ago. I am not shitting you. That's how paranoid I was. I know some people that bury gold in the backyard. I know a lot of people that bury gold in the backyard. I, 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 I don't, you don't see me doing that. I'd never be able to find it again. How do you find it? <laughs> I, I guess with a metal detector, but shit, I'm not going to put like $100,000 of gold in the dirt and just like lose it. That seems like a bad idea. So financial paranoia is a strange breed of paranoia. And one thing I found with financial paranoia is that if you engage in this behavior, you miss out on a lot of upside. If you're worried about the downside, you miss out on the upside. If you're burying gold in your backyard, you're not buying stocks and you miss out on upside. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. You know, the 2010s were an interesting period in history because in the 2010s, a lot of people made a lot of money by not being paranoid. They just bought tech stocks, and they went up for 10 years. And they, they had no hedge. They weren't worried about it. They weren't buying gold. They didn't care. They just owned tech stocks. And that stopped working after a while, but they're still massively up on it, you know. So people made a lot of money off of index funds, the whole index fund craze. Yeah, I'm going to buy the S&P 500 index fund. I'm going to buy the spies. It worked. It worked. People made a lot of money not being paranoid. And I used to get I used to get upset with these people. I'm like, don't you understand the risks? Doesn't matter. You can make a lot more money being an optimist than being a pessimist. For sure. For sure. And that's, you know, this is just a thing, you know, with me. 
these short sellers, people who are professional short sellers, like I understand the purpose of short selling. I understand the philosophy behind it. I understand why it's necessary. But I just don't get along with these short sellers. Like we have profound philosophical differences. And I'm not even saying I'm an optimist. I'm not really like a, a true optimist. But like it's just like I just think they're jerks. I, th- I think they're I think they're not nice people. <laughs> they're not cool. So, uh, and it's the old argument of optimism versus pessimism. And the thing, and the thing with the pessimist argument is that if you're fucked, then everybody's fucked, you know? So if you, like, if you lose your money in a bank failure, then everyone's in the same boat as you. Anyway, I do have some news to pass along. Probably by the time this podcast get posted, my book, Those Bastards, 69 Essays on Life, Creativity, on Meaning, will be live on Amazon, and you can buy it. It's not live. It's As I'm recording this, it's not live yet, but it should be live literally in 24 hours or something like that. So, And this book has been a year in the making, a whole year of writing essays, cranking them out. While I was going to school and doing other stuff, I mean, it was it was a lot of work. And uh, I'm proud of this book. I'm very proud of this book. So, you know, my recommendation is to buy 10 copies. I think you should buy 10 copies. They're $18.99. If you buy 10 copies, it's $189.90. That's your Christmas shopping right there. 200 bucks. your Christmas shopping, done. Hand it out to 10 people. You know, and if you can't buy 10 copies, then buy five. And if you can't buy five, then buy two, but don't buy just one. So thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.